0: Where things start to get interesting is when you get mergers of equals coming together. It then becomes a lot easier to identify where the synergies are. The harder decision is not where are the synergies, but making the business decisions of how you're going to go about it. Are you going to take one company and use their entire landscape, or are you going to choose best of breed between the two organizations?
1: Welcome to the
2: Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. Week after week, you'll hear from top experts on how to avoid obstacles, manage detours, and celebrate milestones on the journey to
3: world-class performance. Hello, and welcome to the Hackett Group's Business Acceleration Podcast. I'm your host, Global Communications Director Gary Baker. Today, we'll be talking about how IT organizations can create greater synergy as part of the M&A process. My guest are the Hack Group Principal Michael Fuller, Director Todd Musgrove, and Principal Kyle Robichaux. Welcome, gentlemen. Hi, Gary. Welcome. Hello. Kyle, why don't you get us started by talking a little bit about what's driving companies to look at M&A synergies at the moment? When you think about it,
0: there's a couple of things that come to mind and we're starting to see with a lot of our clients. So the first thing is really around with some of this economic downturn that we're seeing and companies that haven't truly gotten all the realization out of deals that they've made over the past few years, and they're seeing issues with cost pressures and their stock prices going down, it really gets them thinking about how do I go back and look at some of my previous deals and identify what those synergies are, being able to go through and help the business get some of those dollars that were originally identified, or in some cases, we're seeing clients that have done deals without even considering what are the cost saving synergies that we're going to see. They thought about the revenue driving synergies and and now that the market really hasn't made those returns, it's those cost saving synergies that really have become a key topic that businesses are looking at. And at the end of the day, IT is normally one of the bigger drivers of cost synergies since it touches every function within the business.
2: So yeah, Kyle, definitely costs are a huge driver when we think about what's going on with the economy now. I still think revenue is a driver as well, because especially when we think about uh, technology products, there's a lot of overlap out there in the market. And so I think companies that sell technology, whether it's software or hardware or whatnot, they're looking for the opportunity to expand their their revenue base and m&a activities you know like a, a key place they can do that right i mean ultimately m&a activity is so that it's not a plus b equals you know a and b it's some type of exponential or multiplier effect so i still think that there are the companies are while mainly focused on costs are also looking at especially on the product side the, the revenue aspect
3: okay todd Talk to us a little bit about where the companies that we work with are in terms of where they're struggling to identify and capture the kind of synergies we're talking about.
1: Yeah, I think there is kind of two components to that. One is just making sure that you have the right framework and process around synergy identification, and then also tracking and monitoring the realization of those synergies. Some of our clients have had challenges in just making sure that they have that process clearly defined. They know all the key stakeholders and that they clearly communicate that process and and work through it together. And that includes the tools and templates for synergy tracking as well. When you break it down to synergies themselves, IT cost synergies are usually the easier ones for our clients to identify and then make sure that they're tracking and capturing. Some of the digital transformation Types of synergies are typically business-led in their identification and then tied back to the IT metrics and synergies realization as well.
0: Now, I think, Todd, another thing to add there I'd see with a lot of clients is really when you start to think of where you have the business-driving top-down synergies where they will give kind of large dollar amounts that they want to start and see savings in IT and then the bottoms up synergy identification, which is comes from the IT teams trying to map to those larger numbers. A lot of times the business numbers are kind of shots in the dark of where they think the savings will come from. But when you drive the reality of building some of those bottom up synergies where you're identifying the projects that you need to go through to drive license consolidation or application rationalization or even team rationalization, a lot of times they don't meet and match those synergies. So then it becomes a much larger exercise to go and and find additional synergies that you can have on larger deals that have been provided some of that information to the street, where then you've basically told them that you're going to hit these synergies and now you're scrambling because there wasn't a good alignment from the top down business targets versus the the bottom up planning that's taken place to, to actually go and capture those synergies.
2: Kyle, I see that a lot on the IT side, right? I mean, Todd, to your point, it's fairly straightforward to think about, you know, what that roadmap looks like on the the IT synergy side, right? We do we map business capabilities to technology, right? Okay, where's where's the overlap between the two the, two entities? But Kyle, to your point, like actually going out and doing it and capturing it. I mean, we could name a number of very high profile cases, whether like, well, yeah, our, you know, our ERP strategy in terms of consolidating and rationalizing and optimizing, it's much more difficult than we would have thought. And it's going to take X number of, of additional years. So I think that's one of the key areas that the companies struggle with is by the time they get around to trying to capture the, the technology related synergies, in a lot of cases, the companies have just continued to operate independently on the technology side. So that's an area I see a lot of struggle with companies in terms of the actual synergies.
0: Building it off that too, Mike, we just worked with a previous client where the one thing that provides a monkey wrench in this is when the business requirements for how they want to go about integrating these acquisitions is constantly changing. So if they decide that Originally, the assumption was we want to integrate in the first 60 or 90 days, and then all of a sudden, once the deal closes, now they decide, you know, we're going to leave them alone, let them run standalone for 12 months. Now, all of a sudden, any synergies that were potentially identified at the best case are pushed out 12 months. So now, now you've got to go back to original plans and identify and map all that detail back. And if those plans keep changing, there's a chance IT might not be able to hit the synergies that they originally came up with in that case
2: and it gets really fun you know depending upon how the a company is organized right whether it's private or public hey street or investors it's going to be another 12 months it doesn't the bankers that have helped uh, arrange that deal you know didn't necessarily think about the operationalization of that so that's when conversations at the executive level get pretty interesting
3: okay okay mike what are some of the core areas where we see companies driving the most value in terms of you know IT synergies in the context of M&A?
2: And I think we've touched on a couple of them already, but just from a consolidation perspective, yes, companies have, have moved to the cloud and certainly a cloud strategy should be a part of any type of synergy capture on the, the IT side, but there's still data centers out there. And so when those are rationalized, consolidated, those are expensive and there's a lot of cost associated with those. And so when you think about just the hardware and the software and, and the network and physical security and whatnot, there's a lot to be saved just on the core infrastructure side of things. Another area is when we think about IT's operating model, it's a lot of times it's a part of a shared services organization or part of a GBS or global business services organization. And so there is, you know, there are operating models that have key areas that are shared services, things like the service desk or end user computing or field operations. And so just the consolidation of those types of services or the use of automation, depending upon, you know, which company is more mature, those are areas where you're able to, again, capture a lot of value. And Todd and Kyle both talked a little bit about digital transformation, but dependent upon the types of companies that are are emerging, one company might be much more mature when it comes to digital transformation. And that could be, again, uh, product focused. It could be on the e-commerce side. It could be on data and analytics. It's just, there's a number of areas there. And so being able to help a company that was uh, acquired and is less than mature kind of leapfrog uh, rather than slowly progressing or progressing in a more linear fashion you know provides a lot of opportunity there as well you know, Kyle you've seen a lot what have you seen that are some of those carriers that drive value
0: so i think one thing i'd bring up is that the type and size of deal is definitely going to drive where the focus is going to be from a synergies perspective if it's a a smaller tuck-in acquisition of a company that's less mature there's going to be a lot of potential benefit from optimizing both vendors and and contracts, being able to drive better price negotiations and things like that. Where things start to get interesting is when you get kind of mergers of equals coming together, and it then becomes a lot easier to identify where the synergies are. You've got a lot of duplicate functionality between the two organizations, so the application rationalization that should take place really can drive a ton of synergies. And then the harder decision is, you know, not where are the synergies, but making the business decisions of how you're going to go about it. Are you going to take one company and kind of use their entire landscape? Or are you going to choose best of breed between the two organizations? Really becomes more of the challenging things to get answered. But once you do get to those answers, it makes it a lot easier to identify the synergies and then create those plans to actually go about and achieve them.
3: Kyle, can you tell us a little bit about Hackett's methodology for helping companies in this area?
0: When it comes to M&A synergies, it is part of our our larger approach to how we help support IT M&A, both from an upfront due diligence process, part of the planning process, and then the the execution side of of integration and and or separation for that matter. But really, when it comes to synergies, One, we have a standard approach as to how to go about and identify synergies across the IT landscape. What are the top areas that we need to go look at? What are the templates we can use to help identify and document what those synergies are, track them? And then also templates that can be used from a realization process. The key thing, and I think where we at Hackett can provide the most value to our clients is, not just providing, you know, here's where to find the synergies, but about making sure we can help them go through and determine what are those key projects or initiatives that need to happen to make sure that those synergies are actually achieved. And then how do you have a process that tracks and measures the realization of those synergies over time to be able to communicate back to the business and in some cases the street that those synergies have been identified. So being able to work with clients through this process, you know, it does naturally get integrated into our M&A framework that we have for our clients. And Todd, any, any, anything that you'd like to add there?
1: No, I would probably break down specific synergies if a client is working on an acquisition and they're looking for opportunities more broadly. Our team is definitely experienced in being able to plug into those due diligence activities, work with our clients to help understand what are the potential synergies and also work with our strategy and business transformation team to identify broader synergies across the businesses is where we can also help.
3: Okay. Great stuff. Gentlemen, Michael, Todd, Kyle, thanks so much for sharing your insights with us today.
0: Thanks for having us.
3: Thanks for having us. Thanks Gary.
2: Thanks for listening. You can find the audio helpful resources and a transcript of each episode at podcast.thehacketgroup.com. If you liked this episode, please share it. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or your favorite listening app, so you never miss an episode. We'd welcome your feedback by tapping the rating on this, or any episode, or send us an email at at podcast.thehackettgroup.com. The Hackett Group is a global leader in defining and enabling world-class performance. Learn how we can assist with your improvement journey at www.thehackergroup.com.